The following podcast contains adult material. It is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18. This content is not safe for work. If you are a pearl clutcher, a prude, or a pious type, just don't listen. You're listening to There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize there are no nice guys. I am your host, Laura Coronado. Thank you for joining me. You're listening to There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize there are no nice guys. I have guests today, and they are the host of Grown Ass Dating, a podcast that covers the down and dirty of dating after 30. Their names are LaShondra Cordier and Rendy Moore, and they kicked off Grown Ass Dating in 2019 as a way to share their thoughts about life, love, and dating after 30. Welcome to There Are No Nice Guys, LaShondra and Rendy. Hi, thanks for having us. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I am a fan, so it's like a really big deal that you're on my show right now. Well, thank you. And I want to start off by introducing the podcast, like uh, the background of Grown Ass Dating. And, and mainly I want to know, how did y'all come up with a name? It's <laughs> a great it's a great question. Um, we're going to, I want to start with how we came up with the podcast and then it, that leads into the name. So okay. um, we went, we have a mutual friend who was getting married and Rindy and I were uh, going on her, to our bachelorette party. It was on a cruise. We were on a boat and um, <laughs> both recently in various stages of single <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and we're rooming together and complaining about all of the things that were bothering us about our dating lives mm-hmm. um, and sharing that information with other women who were in the group with us. And um, I don't even know who it was. Somebody was like, you guys should just do a podcast. <laughs> and we were like, that's a good idea. And Wendy was like, who's going to do that? <laughs> and I was, like, <laughs> I was like, we're going to do it damn it, it's going to be us. We're going to do it. And um, so we started kind of talking through like what that would look like and what it would be about. And um, as we were teasing different names, we talked about, you know, the common phrase for us is I'm grown. I said, you know, we both say it a lot. Like, I don't have time for this. I'm grown. I'm, I'm grown. Mm-hmm. I'm grown. I'm grown. And I was like, you know, grown as dating seems to be a really good thing. We want to talk about dating when you're grown. We want to talk about um, how being grown and being over 30 at that point for both of us was um, impacting our dating lives because we were seeing a kind of a noticeable difference between our 20s and our 30s. And mm-hmm. um, and so it kind of just started from there. And and at first we were kind of like, I don't know, is this a good name? And then we shared it with a few people. I know Rindy sent it out to some folks too. And it, we got really great support. And uh-huh. um, it kind of just kind of was born from there. So would you say the podcast is intended for you know, women over 30 who are single and frustrated with dating? Like who, who is your audience? Um, I think it's for both women and men. Um, we frequently have men on our podcast as well, but we want it to be, um, for both of them just to talk Mm -hmm. about dating and the woes in general, because it's not just us women that are having the problem It's men Mm -hmm. too. We found that out. Um, so we wanted to make sure we included them as well. And it wasn't, we, we also made a point to, specify that dating didn't just stop when you were single mm-hmm. or when you were married. I'm sorry. So we wanted to include dating across the spectrum. Oh. Dating when you're single, dating newly single, dating post-divorce, uh-huh. dating post-death, dating post-marriage, um, and just dating in general. 
I like that. I love that you included men. I have always had a no men on my podcast policy. <laughs> Just because I have a chip on my shoulder about men. <laughs> and it's actually this season that I've opened up my eyes and started thinking, you know what, maybe we should start listening to men. I love that you did that. How has your podcast evolved since 2019 when you first kicked off? Well, I think for us, it's been an evolution with us, right? Like we've evolved mm-hmm. since we kicked off. And, um, you know, when we both started, we were very single. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, Rindy had a kid and I had like a half kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and we had various stages of kind of, you know, I was post-divorce. So we were all kind of in different spaces. And to that point, you know, we did have a lot of men and, and friends reaching out saying, talk about this and talk about that. And so <laughs> we've kind of been focusing on topics that have been important to, you know, our friends and our in the circle of people who are sharing our experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've evolved into new experiences since then. Rindy's gotten married and, you know, I'm still very single. Laura, I'm like <laughs> you, very, very single. Um, but have dated, you know, had some new dating experiences. We're now in a pandemic. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's our topics and our content has evolved as we've gotten older um, and we've now started hearing from people who are in you know older age brackets or and have other topics they want to cover and so we've kind of we're growing with it and I think that's been the biggest evolution mm-hmm, um, yeah. is that it's it's changing as we've changed um, but we've definitely tried to expand our demographic and our content um, to kind of meet the needs and requests of people who have been interested. Well let's talk about Randy getting married because when you started off in 2019 you were both single correct and Randy was it last year that you got married? 2020. It was 2020 that you got married. Mm-hmm. So how has that transition been for you? Like, how's that been going? You were single. You were very independent. You were, you know, raising a child by yourself. You were the head of household. Right. And now you're having to share that responsibility with another person. Right. So what has that been like for you? It is hard. Oh, it is, you know, and I tell people all the time, marriage is not what you see on TV. It is hard mm-hmm. work. And for me, it was changing my mindset. Like, and I'll admit, I still, you know, he'll ask me a question sometime and in my head, I'll be like, are you questioning me? Like, what do you mean? I can do this by myself. I don't need you to check behind me. And he's like, whoa, I was asking a question. Mm-hmm. Um, but trying to turn that off because not only did I go from being a single mom to being married, but I inherited three other children and... I the pandemic happened, so I end up homeschooling, like all these things that I've never thought I would be you as a psycho independent woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it, it's a lot, and it's still a work in progress. And I still don't think I have have mastered being a team yet because I've spent mm-hmm. so much time, you know, playing a solo sport. You know, so yeah. it's 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 difficult, but. It's worth it. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's worth it. Well, then, do you have advice for a person who's been, you know, single for a long time and mm-hmm. then gets into a relationship, either where they're living together or they're coming into a blended family like you did? Like, what would be your advice for that independent woman who's been doing it on her own, who's now having to team up with somebody else? Uh, the best advice I would have is communicate, communicate, communicate. Mm-hmm. Communication is the key because when I may assume he's saying something, I have to tell myself to, to to ask him to clarify what I'm hearing is you saying this, but I want to make sure that's that's either what you're saying or not what you're saying before mm-hmm. I jump to a conclusion. And it's hard. Um, mm-hmm. Also, patience, like oh. because you both are learning each other. 
And mm-hmm. dating and married are totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, dating, we kind of have an escape plan. Like, we can get out of this. And we can in marriage, obviously. But, you know, when you sign up for it, you put a lot more work into it because mm-hmm. you don't want that to be it. Mm-hmm. Um, and really just listening. Even with that communication, just listening. Because I, I have to tell myself, I like to talk. Mm-hmm. I have to really, really work on listening to him and understanding what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Something That's really that, good advice. Something that um, Rindy and her husband, because I know them both, <laughs> have, <laughs> have taught me that she didn't mention that I'm, I'm, I'm going to take and share is that is grace and, and assuming good intent. Um, that's something that I've learned from watching both of them um, in the space of marriage and, and watching her go from being single to engaged, to married, to moving and all the things that she has gone through and, and part of her transition. Mm-hmm. That is the one thing being around both of them that I, I, I take away from watching them work, right? Like watching them engage and watching them be together is grace and assuming good intent. And they are, they are always the best at it, but they both do it. And I love it. It's, it's been Aww. something Thank that they you're right. I, I love that advice, grace and good intent. Okay, so communication, patience, listening, grace, and assuming good intent. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's so awesome. And that's applicable in so many right. other relationships, relationships and aspects yeah. of your life. Correct. So now Rendy is married. So how does that affect the podcast? What's going to, what's in the future now for grown ass dating now that Rendy's married? Well, I think, you know, Rendy started off kind of sharing kind of our philosophy on dating that it happens mm-hmm. in marriage too. And mm-hmm. we've, I think, you know, even when she got engaged, one of the things we talk about, we had been bringing like couples on the show and married mm-hmm. couples and talking about the importance of that. So I think there's definitely a component where she can speak to the married women in this world and those who are in that space. Um, And so we continue to thrive and and provide content there. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the biggest change has just been timing and availability. It hasn't really been, you know, a content issue so much as it's been a, you know, she has a lot more going on than she used to. And, um, and then, and, and, you know, and then more than me. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. when is, what works for you? You're a mom of a few now when you've got a husband and things like that. So we, we try to plan around that. We've actually included her husband on the show and others um, in some capacity. So um, we do a lot more, um, I think, group think and more panels now than we used to because of that. And just embracing her new perspective and her new role and and sharing some of that has been, I think, a real joy for at least me in terms of seeing that and helping pull the content together. So, mm-hmm. And I think I really enjoyed what you said in your last podcast, Laura, like 20 20- 20, 2021 were like shitty years <laughs> for everybody. Yeah. Um, and, and me being realizing that I am married and my perspective is different and that grown ass dating is exactly just that. You know, I am way more open to, you know, LaShondra taking more of a lead that way. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like I'm boring now, but I try to be, you know. <laughs> We, you know, we, but Not we, at all. we do a lot um, because when I do, I do premarital therapy with couples as well. So mm-hmm. I learn a lot from the couples that I work with and try to implement a lot of the things that I have in my marriage and our dating and dating is a big part for us. And I'm even finding myself stressing that with the couples 
Um, and even once I finish, I refer them to the podcast. So <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the direction that LaShondra is taking and, and her grace with me using that word grace mm-hmm. and understanding like, it's not that I don't want to, but sometimes it's a lot difficult for me. Yes, definitely. Yeah. But you're definitely not boring. And not you just offered some great advice that helps to keep us centered and those of us who are single and open to becoming uh, coupled up again. Um, you've given us some hope and some great advice. And, you know, you're, it, it's solid. Um, yeah, I, I'm glad you're not going anywhere. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, I look forward to seeing the, the show continue to evolve as both of you continue to evolve. Awesome. Um, so I, I want to go back now to the, the, your professional backgrounds, because both of you have this background in, in counseling and psychology and therapy, and I'm in therapy myself. And As um, I consider myself a, <laughs> a really good, <laughs> I'm a really good armchair psychologist. <laughs> I'm one of those who's like, you know, I'm like, oh, he's a sociopath. He's a narcissist. And he's, I don't. I, let's be honest. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> this is all me, just like, you know, all of my hurt and my trauma, you know, speaking out on behalf of me. Um, but you, you all actually have this background, this viable background in education. So does that make dating easier or harder? Because it's like you, if anyone could spot the sociopath and narcissist, it's it's y'all. But then does that make it harder for you dating? Because then that's maybe- what you think, Laura. But that is oh. not true. <laughs> no, no, really, really. Because think about it: when you go into dating, like you're not going into it, or at least I know, and I can only speak for Lashandra because I know <laughs> we don't go into it saying, "Hey, let me do a mini uh, assessment <laughs> evaluation of you and tell yeah. you about these things." And everything you just said about, you know, diagnosing people, mm-hmm. I probably do that every day, all day. So it really doesn't matter who you are, what you're doing. I've, I've diagnosed you at this point. <laughs> but I've dated people that I was like, how the fuck did I get involved with this person? <laughs> and I miss that. He really is a sociopath. Mm-hmm. He really is a fucking narcissist. Mm-hmm. Absolutely textbook. And how did I not see this? Um, so no, I think it gives us a little perspective, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's as profound because I'm not going into it looking for those things. Mm-hmm. I just want to date and see right. who you are. Mm-hmm. I'd echo that. I think it's harder because it's easier to diagnose somebody who's not close to you. Like it's the same thing with any, like as an armchair, as an armchair psychiatrist, <laughs> it's easier to say, Hey, person X, you're dating a person who's a narcissist versus applying <laughs> that to your own life. Because I feel like if we could have done that from the beginning, I wouldn't have gotten to a lot of the circumstances I was in. I would not um, have been a baby, so I'm really grateful that I did get in that situation. Right. <laughs> so it's the same thing, like, you know, doctors don't make the best patients kind of a thing. Like, it's, oh. it's harder for us to, I think, assess our own lives mm-hmm. versus, like, our friends, which I will say, like, I have had an uptick of people being like, hey, what do you think about this person? And I'm like, I can tell you what I think about that person because that's not somebody right. I'm with. Mm-hmm. Um, but for myself, I think it's harder to practice that piece. And, and I know personally, like I, I, I used to have a lot of men that were like, don't, don't assess me. Like, I don't want you, mm-hmm. they thought of it as like judgment. Like, don't give me your like psychiatry spiel. Like, I don't, I don't want that. My husband calls it therapizing. I love that. So that's a switch I think we both typically have turned off. 
Um, but yes. I will say, I think it does make it a lot harder in general. Like once you have those moments of like, I recognize the flags, not mm-hmm. that I missed them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it can be a little triggering, especially if you're trying to be a very healthy dater. Absolutely. Like I'm at a place now where I'm trying to be very healthy. So when I do find myself in spaces where I'm recognizing those flags or I'm seeing that in somebody else, or I've assessed my dating, you know, my, I've ended a relationship and now I'm looking back. I'm like, okay, how did I miss that? A right. and B like, I can't believe I missed that. And now I'm like going down a rabbit hole of like, it's okay. Make mistakes. It's all right. <laughs> it's still, you made the healthy choice to leave. Like it just, it triggers me in a different mm-hmm. way. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm going back into bad patterns and you don't want to do mm-hmm. that either. So I think it's yeah. a little harder. Well, I read somewhere, I would love to know your opinion on this, and you can tell me if I'm being toxic, (laughs) and I probably am, (laughs) but I read somewhere that a good way to test if a person has sociopathic tendencies or is a sociopath is by asking them, tell me about your most embarrassing moment. Mm. And if they don't have one- They have no emotions. (laughs) Yes. Is that true? I mean, and would I be a terrible person if I start asking men like on a first date? So, you know, just for me to figure out early on whether or not they're a sociopath. Well, Well, I think think uh, if you're asking if they're a sociopath that early, there's already a different problem. Um, uh, So Yeah, I'm the problem because I'm obviously. I would start with that might be a little bit toxic. You're taking your trauma into your your new your new your new space. That's exactly um, what I'm doing. Yeah, but um, but I think I I think that that particular question. I think there is a series of questions that you can get at because if it's a if a person's a good sociopath, <laughs> they are going to be able to make it through that question. Um, so I think it's a series of things that you need to be asking to get to know your partner or get to know your potential partner that would help give you those kinds of clues, but. Rindy is a true counselor and can provide her thoughts. <laughs> well, I don't think, because you got to think about it. That question in itself can be, my most embarrassing moment could be, I tripped over the my foot and fell on the floor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or, or it could be, my pants fell down in the middle of gym. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's so much more to sociopathic tendencies if it was a like LaShondra said if I was truly a sociopath I have an answer for that oh it's the narcissist that will have Mm. I don't have an embarrassing moment right so basically what you're saying is I just need to leave my trauma at home and go on these dates and just get to know trust your gut and And trust trust your your gut and probably give it time sometimes I think I rush into things right away because you're coming with trauma (laughs) but yes but I mean, I think there's a lot of um, really good, it's it's about getting to know a person, right? Like you want to, you want to uncover those pieces. And I think the more you get and dig in between those things, like, you know, you uncover that, you know, you, you, you peel that onion, right? Like I'm going to go a little deeper, a little deeper, a little deeper to a new layer. And I think as you start to get there mm-hmm. with a person, like you have to determine whether or not you want to, I feel like you want to even engage in a relationship with somebody before you're determining if they're a sociopath. Like I might not. I might be interested in you. I might want to date you, but I don't mm-hmm. necessarily mean I want to have a long-term relationship with you, whether, whether, which is going to be impacted by the fact that you may or may not be a narcissist or a sociopath. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a lot of that is like trying to find red flags before you get to a, po- a point of decision-making, which is important, but then you're potentially closing yourself off to opportunity to, to know a person and get human connection, which is important too. So. No, because yeah. I think you might want to, if you feel some sociopathic tendency, you might want to not get to know that person. <laughs> you might want to be like... I'm just saying you can't get that information potentially on a first date. <laughs> like, there's not a lot. I mean, it happens. True. It happens. Don't get me wrong, because there are some people who just don't give a fuck. But... But most people, if they are trying, especially I think men too, if they're trying to, they're trying to get you, and I'm using air quotes you cannot see, um, then they're prepared for that kind of stuff. So like, 
you might not know on the first date if somebody is going to be worth pursuing or not. It might just be, I'm, I get there. I don't have a connection with you. I'm, this is going to be dinner. We're going to call it a day mm-hmm. versus if I want to go on date two or date three, then, then I'm, I want you to start asking those kinds of questions after that. Okay. Well, I think the another thing to do that I would tell you, Laura, is to be in the moment. Like if, if yeah. you're already setting up the stage to go, I'm going to look for red flags. I'm going mm-hmm. to go in here and see what is wrong, or I'm going to see what I don't like, then you've already checked out. Yeah. But it's all about dating should be fun and dating multiple people is funner. (laughs) And (laughs) just going in and being in a moment, if he's just a good time and some free drinks and a dinner, then, hey, that's who you are. Mm -hmm. Or if you are someone I'm getting to know and it's potential, then, hey, that's who you are. Mm -hmm. But I think dating should be less stressful Mm -hmm. because you can totally date with intention, but still have fun and be relaxed, even with your traumas. My therapist would love that advice, Randy, because she was basically telling me that the last session I had with her (laughs) is about being in the moment. Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, then that brings us to the question I really wanted to ask is your opinion of the state of being single and dating today. And I know that on the last episode y'all had, like right before Christmas break, you know, you, LaShondra, you were talking about that, about how like the pandemic and, you know, these past couple of years and that it's just dating has been difficult. So what is your opinion of, of the state of dating today? I think, and I can speak to this because I am single. Um, I, this, the state is bad. <laughs> it's a very yeah. bad state of being. And I think, especially for someone over the age of 30, I think, you know, you have a, a generation of young men and women and, and, you know, however people identify themselves who are completely obsessed with digital engagement. Mm -hmm. And there's those of us who are, who were born on, raised on, and still expecting, you know, human connection and interaction in a way that's more, you know, I think um, tangible. And I think I have been, it's a place that I've struggled a great deal with in terms of how many people want to just meet you online and never ever meet you in person and like they just want to talk and then then all of a sudden you're in a relationship that's not how it works it's like everything's like a weird a really weird long distance relationship and I'm not a fan um (laughs) I'd prefer it to not be that way at all and I think Mm -hmm. um and I I know that's my personal preference and it's really hard I think to find that connection that we're talking about and I think even now in a pandemic the state is even different because now I'm not just worried about whether or not you're going to you know, have all this, all these red flags that we're talking about, you know, it's not just, are you a sociopath or a narcissist? Like, are you vaccinated? And like, Mm -hmm. you you know, like, do I have to worry about, you know, your health history and all these other things? Like, are you like, it's super political now. So there's all these Mm -hmm. new considerations that weren't necessarily complicating dating that are now complicating dating. And then on top of that, like, can we even go to a restaurant to meet up? Or can we even go to coffee? And like, what do you look like behind a mask? Are you catfishing me? I don't know. And you know, so there's, (laughs) There's just so many more considerations that are, I think, making it even more complicated to find that connection. And for someone like me who is looking for something a little bit more, I think, intimate in the space of co- human connection, it's it's harder. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not, you know, I, I've been telling people like negative stars do not recommend, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it is where we are. It's the reality we're in and we're now shifting into a new environment like that. And I think, you know, the state is not good. <laughs> Well, Randy, 
you know, I realize that, you know, you're married now and you've been married for a little while, but you know, you were dating mm-hmm. for a moment there, you know, and did you ever get on the dating apps? And and as a professional, what, what do you think about dating apps? I did. Mm-hmm. And I honestly don't mind them. I think it is very, um, I think you as if you're safe and if you're smart, mm-hmm. um, it's very much like meeting someone in the club across the room. You're meeting mm-hmm. people's representatives. So now you're just seeing who they're representing they are mm-hmm. versus them coming up and presenting their best self to you in your face. Um, I would only, I think I was on all of them. <laughs> We both we both were. We were swiping and skipping and yesing and knowing and all Um, everything. Um, Sometimes we even swiped the same people. Like it was (laughs) yes, that got really weird. It was crazy. So (laughs) I'd be like, oh, I matched with this guy. Oh, me too. That's everybody. (laughs) I mean, to your point, Randy. Like, I think the problem is that with dating apps, like the assumption is that people are putting forward their best representative. Mm -hmm. That is not the case anymore. Like. It mm-hmm. is straight garbage. Like people don't even mm-hmm. try anymore because the pool what? is so yeah. big. Like it is such a big, you know, we talk about, you know, there's more fish in the sea kind of a scenario, mm-hmm. but there, the, the sea is overflowing yeah. <laughs> with fish. It's, so it's polluted. There is no reason to be like even remotely polite or remotely mm-hmm. respectable or remotely normal. Like mm-hmm. it is the craziest stuff. And I think I have seen, and you know this from some of the stuff that you've seen, but like I, I got off of dating apps for that reason, right? Mm-hmm. Like there were just so many people like, hey, like I had more people asking me to be like a sugar mama and like, wow, is that like, dire- directly mm-hmm. like, hey, I don't want to, I just want to let you know I want somebody to take care of me. Like, what do I look like? Uh, last time I checked, I didn't post that I was some rich woman that was going to be looking for, <laughs> you know, a child to take care of. Like it was the mm-hmm. craziest kind of stuff. And you, and now people are just like, hey, I'm not interested in this. I'm not interested. In that. I'm just interested in sex. Like I just, yeah. so like. I get the honesty as a piece, but like there is a level of like, there are no longer representatives at all. Mm-mm. You are not even getting the best of someone. Sometimes you're just getting the absolute craziest and it just, well, that's it, that. It's a lot. It's like turning to Craigslist, personal yes. ads, circa really? 2005. That yeah. is absolutely accurate. That is exactly mm-hmm. what it is now. All of them? Yeah. I feel like it. Um, it's, you know, it started off with Tinder turning, Tinder turning into garbage and then it was Hinge. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. and now you're starting to see it on Bumble too, which, you know, you think Bumble's like your last Sebastian, but now it's, it's getting bad. I'd make the argument that match. And I've tried like, I did match. I did coffee meets bagel. I tried paying at that point. Cause I was like, I'm doing all these apps for free. I'm not going to mm-hmm. put all this money in. And it's still just as bad. I will tell mm-hmm. you that I went to a place where it was so bad that I actually worked with somebody to try to launch my own app because I was like, I cannot deal with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that didn't manifest the way I wanted it to. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, but yeah, you're right. It is. It's like Craigslist, you know, yes. times a thousand and it's bad. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Mm-hmm. I am on a mission to make dating better. <laughs> We're going to find After the all that. <laughs> We're going to find the positive here. I mean, really, you do have to find the positive in order to make it better, right? So Correct. for myself and for my listeners. So the only way I can figure out how to do that is by being more optimistic and, you know, and taking the advice mm-hmm. like you've given me, especially like being in the moment. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that's hilarious because the name of my show is there are no nice guys. So that's just like already <laughs> negative as fuck. <laughs> I love, by the way. I love Thank it too. You. Thank you. I will say it needs a t- it, to me. I thought there's no nice guys, but there are really nice men. <laughs> really? I'm sure there's like nice part, you know, it's, it's there are nice people out there. Definitely across the board, there are nice people. So as podcasters and as women, like what advice do you have 
for me in terms of like offering my audience a less toxic environment and platform? Well, I think you're already on the path to that by acknowledging mm-hmm. that the toxicity, right? Like, and I think mm-hmm. you've, you know, listening to your last uh, episode, like you're committed to 2022 being a space like that. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, aside from some of the things we've already said, I think for you, the thing that I think is going to be really helpful is capturing those different perspectives, right? I think it's easy for us as individuals to get, you know, siloed into one kind of perspective and thought, because that's been, it's, it's our own experiences coloring that. But as you have more people on and offering up more positivity in that space and just different perspectives that might be positive and even just, mm-hmm. you know, married people or, yeah. or single people who have like made it work and things like that, mm-hmm. I think your listeners are going to get that positive messaging and content from that. And it just, it's just a big thing in that space. And I think my other piece of advice would be leading with gratitude, right? Like, Mm. it's only toxic because we are looking at it in a way that's not for the benefit of or betterment of change. Right. Yeah. I look at, you know, I, I got divorced. It's not a, it's not a bad thing. I used to say mm-hmm. no good, no good marriage and divorce anyway. So I'm, I'm learning from that perspective. I'm learning from my dating experiences and I'm grateful for having them. So I can have a platform, use my platform to talk about it. I can share information. So I think just being grateful for your experiences helps start you know, reframing them for you is not as something. You took the word right out of my mouth because I mean, it doesn't mean that negativity has to be necessarily negative mm-hmm. because you can reframe it. And and like LaShondra said, it's learning from your experiences and building on that. Like you had them for a reason. You, I did this with this guy and I learned, I will not do that again, or I will not mm-hmm. accept that again. Or I'll, maybe I'll ask this question in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and having those different perspectives and dialogue because everybody brings something different to the table. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think you're, like she said, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing right now. And maybe um, the world needed that you to bring your evolving to this you now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much. Now, I feel more hopeful about being able to provide a more uh, balanced and positive platform for my and audience. just give yourself some grace because we're not perfect mm-hmm. and we're not going to be. And mm-hmm. some shit's going to be fucked up and you're going to have to talk about it. And that's okay. <laughs> it's about balance, right? It's just finding the balance. Right? Right. Sharing the good and the bad. It's just yeah. balance. Correct. So how do single women, generally speaking, who are dating, how do they find that balance? How do they bounce back from being ghosted, from, you know, someone standing them up on a date, from finding out that the guy they were talking to is actually in a relationship? Like, how do they bounce back from that? And how do they find their sense of balance and optimism to make their dating life better? Well, I think a lot of times we have to, as women, not internalize so much and not make something so personal. Mm -hmm. Um, If he is married, then guess what? Thank you for showing me that because you obviously are not the one for me. Mm -hmm. And reframing the thoughts about that. It wasn't Mm -hmm. about me. It wasn't, I didn't make him be a married guy. I didn't Mm -hmm. make the guy ghosts me. I was my authentic self. And if he is not a man enough to to handle me, then that ain't for me. Yeah. Good riddance. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. On to the next one. Yeah. Right. Make, it, make it not a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You took the words out of my mouth. And I think I would, I would, one of the ways I would reframe that too, is just, it's about self-love mm-hmm. um, and prioritizing yourself. So I think you know, what happens typically is that we do internalize those things. And as someone who's been ghosted and then stood up and, you know, you, you personalize that, like it's an attack mm-hmm. on you yeah. and your character. But like, if you start from a place of like, I know my worth, mm-hmm. I love myself. I know what I bring to the table. I know what I'm, then dating really is the experience of dating. It isn't a personal attack. It isn't something that you have to right. be defeated by. 
it is an experience, right? That is helping me grow as a person and figure out what I want and what I don't want. Um, And I think the more you can look at it like that and, and, and at the root of that and, you know, prioritize the love that you have for yourself, the better partner you're going to find, the better experiences you're going to have, um, the more hope you can, you can, you know, tap into. Because mm-hmm. I think that's the hardest part as being a yes. single woman is like, you, you go on enough dates and you think, dear God, I'm never yes. going to find another person. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to do this again. Like, it gets so hard, especially when you see all of these people having relationships around mm-hmm. you. And, you know, we're socialized in a very specific way to think that the fantasy goal is really to find, you know, this Uber relationship that may or may mm-hmm. not exist in the light in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is rooting yourself in realism and, and understanding what it is you want, what it is you need. Mm-hmm. And that that starts with treating yourself a certain way and, and identifying those things for yourself. So wait, that way you can communicate that to the person that you're interested in. Um, that way you can determine if they're a match or not. And it doesn't have to feel like you're on this tr- endless train to nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I, I, I agree with what Mindy said. It's That was great advice. I feel like trying to combat cynicism is yeah. truly a discipline. It is. And <laughs> yeah, Lots and I think it's worth it. I think it's worth, mm-hmm. and I think that should be part of our self care process. Is yeah, that correct. we combat the negative thinking, we combat the cynicism, and it's no different than combating wrinkles and acne. Like if we're gonna do, right. if we're gonna be putting the effort for skincare, then we should be putting in the effort for you know self care mentally and emotionally too. Yeah, and part of that is you know going in with realistic expectations. I I know Mm -hmm. one of the things that I used to do when I was still on dating apps is I used to have like a Friday download with one of my girlfriends, one Mm -hmm. of my single girlfriends. And I would just go through all the the craziest matches that I got, Mm -hmm. like read the crazy profiles, just crack up about the photos, just laugh. And that was a way for me to kind of diffuse like (laughs) the hopelessness, like, yeah, oh my God, like this was just nuts. But it became a more of like a, you know, we did like a little debrief Friday. I had wine, she had wine and we would just kind of, I'd screenshot stuff. I'd send it. She'd be like, tell me about this one. I'd be like, oh, he's five nine. He does this, but you know what? He's married. (laughs) So like (laughs) we would just make it a joke. And I think that actually helped me manage my expectations going into like the next week. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, what am I, what am I expecting of another person and Mm -hmm. how am I going to root that in reality and in my own truth? Um, Mm -hmm. It may not be what I want. That doesn't mean it's not something I can, learn from or at least enjoy the experience of. Um, and then hopefully I end up with where I want to be with who I want to be with. So, Well, I think for me, it was it, when I was dating, I had literally changed my mindset. I had been in a relationship with my daughter's dad. Mm-hmm. And after I got out of that, I was like, I am that bitch. I don't care. Like, <laughs> I'm going to choose you. You're not choosing me. So me. Right. Date. This is because I want to be here and I want you to pay for shit. Like I'm her, like whatever you decide to do, you're missing out. No, you're like, I don't, I don't care whether we went on three dates or 10. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. You're not even worth it. If you're, if I'm not worth it. So goodbye. (laughs) Knowing your worth is a hundred percent necessary. Well, I hope that I can evolve into a, a better understanding um, of my worth um, and internalize a lot less. And I hope that all the single women who are also feeling frustrated and listening right now can do the same. Um, and I thank you all for being on the show and for your great advice. This was like so good. I have therapy coming up on Thursday and I'm like, I think I could just cancel it because I've just been taken care of. By but what I you. will tell you, this don't do that. You know what you just said? I hope I can take out that hope and just say, I can, I can, I yep. can and go from there. I love that. You can. 
Actively. I, I look forward to evolving for, further and discovering more of my self-worth. Absolutely. And thank you, you both go. for inspiring me to do that. <laughs> so when is the show coming back? Because you all are on a break right now. We are. Rindy is in the middle of doing some things <laughs> for, her, for her personal life, which is 100% supported. Um, so um, the goal is to be back in March and maybe have um, some guest co-hosts um, while she's uh, finishing mm -hmm. up her search certifications in some spaces. So. I love it. So grown-ass dating coming back in March. And until then, they can find you where? So grownassdating.com, which is our website, um, mm -hmm. and you can reach us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at grownassdating as well. Apple um, Podcasts. Yep. And Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, um, and Anchor. So everybody go back. You have three seasons published, right? On Apple yeah. Podcasts and yep. Google Podcasts. Absolutely. So uh, go back, listen to Grown Ass Dating. Grown Find Ass Dating.com. And also follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and... Where else would you say you were? Facebook. Facebook, on Facebook. Thank you so much, Randy and LaShondra, for being here. I really thank appreciate it. Thank you for it. having us. No, thank you. How amazing was that interview with LaShondra and Randy of Grown Ass Dating? Please, please, please go find Grown Ass Dating on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you listen to your favorite podcasts. And remember, Grown Ass Dating will be back in March. Come back to There Are No Nice Guys next week when I go over the hot dating trends that are happening in 2022. Did you know that blind dating is making a comeback? I know. Let's talk about it next week. See you then. Break, 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 break.